Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This is the Unplayable Podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to cover the Women's Ashes Squad announcement for Australia. We're going to speak to wicketkeeper Alyssa Healy, the chairman of selectors Sean Flegler. And to run through the squad, we've got Lisa Stalaka, absolute fan favorite of the podcast. Lisa, welcome. Thanks. So excited to be back. Lisa, before we get into the squad, let's hear it. For the one-day squad, Kristen Beams, Alex Blackwell, Nicole Bolton, Lauren Cheadle, Ashley Gardner, Rachel Haynes, Alyssa Healy, Jess Jonathan, Talia McGrath, Beth Mooney, Elise Perry, Megan Schutt, Elise Villani, Amanda Jade Williamson, and in the test squad, pretty similar, Kristen Beams, Blackwell, Bolton, Cheadle, Gardner, Haynes, Healy, Jonathan, McGrath, Mooney, Perry, Schutt, Belinda, Vakawira, Elise Villani, and Amanda Jade Wellington. All right, first assessment. Here we go, Lise. Right. Shoot. Well, the Australian ODI side have made two changes from the World Cup squad. So Belinda Vakawera and Sarah Ailey misses out. Mm-hmm. And the two players to come in is Lauren Cheadle and Talia McGrath. Now, both have already played for Australia, have had some injuries uh, at the back end of last year. And uh, obviously, they're quite happy with the fact that they've performed fairly well in in the first round of WNCL, and we see them back in the side. I'm disappointed for Sarah Ailey and also Belinda Vakawera. They didn't necessarily get a lot of opportunities over in the Women's World Cup, uh, so they didn't really get a chance to put their best foot forward. But it seems that they've, they've tried to go for a bit more of a youth policy here, uh, and they feel that potentially Talia McGrath who's very capable with the bat, might strengthen their batting order. So I'm going to be actually really fascinated to see what the first 11 they're going to put out uh, for the first game on the 22nd of October up at Allen Border Oval because I think the order in which they do that and the, the balance between bat and ball is really going to be crucial of how strong the Australians are going to be able to come up against the number one team in the world, the English side. What are the strengths of the squads, Lisa? Well, you've, the fact that you've got a number of experienced campaigners there, um, you, you're going to be relying on them heavily to score your runs. The great thing about this first round of the Women's National Cricket League was we saw Nicole Bolton peel off 100 and then 90-odd not out. Elise Villani scored 100. Uh, Rachel Haynes scored 100. Alex Blackwell, 75. So the batters were certainly in the runs. From a bowling perspective, um, I don't think the bowlers necessarily picked up a lot of wickets um, and obviously I didn't see all of the games so I don't know whether they they would be happy with their line and length so I think the batting is still a strength of the Australian side it's the bowling uh, that's really going to be the question uh, around and whether we start to take a few more spinners like we did um, at the back end of last summer uh, where I think we had only the one seamer and we had four spinner in in the bowling attack. Well, there's plenty of options there, spin and seam. Lauren Cheadle comes back in in the left armour. Uh, we're going to hear a little bit more about her from Sean Flegler. But, Lise, what do you like about her? Uh, she's young. She's youthful. She understands her cricket really well. She's got a great cricket brain. And um, the first time I came across her was at a, a Cricket New South Wales Emerging Breakers program. She would have been about 13 years of age. Just had such a cool, calm, collected head on her. Um, father has played cricket at a county level, so I'm sure cricket has been spoken a lot around the family. And um, 
you know, it was disappointing that she had that injury that really restricted her from from kind of playing at the back end. But fingers crossed everything is, goes well because she's going to be a, a weapon for the Australian side. Now, the Australian women's team doesn't play a whole lot of test cricket. Or day-night tests. Or day-night tests. There's a lot of unknowns <laughs> heading into this summer. Uh, what do you make of the test side? What kind of balance do you think they should go for there? Well, there's a, there's a squad of 15 there and they already announced that uh, they'll play a practice match against the ACT side uh, and then they'll uh, they'll kind of um, cut it, it down. back. Yeah. yeah, thank you. That's how I was looking That's for the right. word. Uh, to 13. So, interesting that, again, Belinda Vakawera comes in and Talia McGrath and Lauren Cheadle again stays and remains in the side. So, again, it's going to be about their balance of their, their fast bowlers. Um, it'll... It'll be interesting to see how their fast bowlers cope in the three ODIs. I think a lot of a lot of um, information will be taken by the selectors based on how the, the team performs in those three ODIs, and then they move into the the test side. But I can see that there's going to be a few players making their debut, and you know I'd really love to see an Amanda Wellington play potentially her first test match for Australia. I think she's such a big turner of the ball. Can she play alongside Kristen Beams, the other leggy? I think she can. I guess it depends on the wicket, and obviously uh, we're here at North Sydney Oval right now, and I'm staring down at the wicket that will be used for the day-night test. Um, they, they just played the first JLT game here on that wicket, and they'll bring it up. They've got about a month to bring it up, so you'd expect more grass coverage. So I don't know if you want too many spinners, okay. given the fact that you've got Jess Jonathan that you would think would remain in her position as the um, left-arm orthodox and all-rounder type number six batter or seven batter. So. I actually would prefer, and having not seen uh, Kristen Beams bowl or Amanda bowl in the first rounds, I wouldn't mind seeing if uh, Wellington could almost take that number one leg spinning uh, spot. Huge. England are going to come out here full of confidence having won the World Cup. Uh, Australia seeking a little bit of revenge. Uh, what is the strengths of the English? I think their confidence at the moment, and why wouldn't they be? They, they just won the World Cup. They've just gone to the number one ranked side, ICC rankings as well. Uh, they'll keep saying they're, they're the underdogs here in Australia because uh, uh, they, they're not the retainer of the Ashes. Uh, Australia won that two years ago over in England. But I think they should be seen as, as the front runners given their, their position. They've kept a, a, a relatively same squad. Uh, Sophie Eccleston comes in. She's another left-arm orthodox spinner. I've heard a lot of good things about her. That She's a little bit taller, turns the ball a, a little bit more than Alex Hartley in the side. But what I like about the English English side is that they've got some really strong leaders up the top of the order. Heather Knight, obviously the captain. Uh, Sarah Taylor comes back into the side. The World Cup was her first real international event, big international event since kind of having a year out of it. Uh, And then their fast bowlers, Catherine Brunt, who hasn't really been in the best of form with the ball. Certainly with the bat, she's pretty destructive. And then you've got Anya Shrubsole, who picked up six wickets in the final that really won them the game against India at Lords. Right. So looking at both squads now, Lisa, has Australia got the squad to win or attain the Ashes? They do. But they're gonna ha- their their senior players are gonna have to do the bulk of the work. I think obviously the younger players, if they can chip in here and there with things, uh, I think Ashley Gardner will play a crucial role. She's bowling really well. Can she now deliver with the bat at the next level? But I think your your Alex Blackwell, your Elise Perry, Elisa Healy. Elise Villani, Nicole Bolton, Rachel Haynes, they need to be the ones featuring in the scorecards regularly. Just the top six? 
Yeah. Top six or seven. Top six or seven should score runs. Isn't that what all teams want? I think so. Are, are you, are you, any concerns? You don't seem completely full of confidence, Lisa. I mean, only hindsight will tell if this is the correct squad or not. But, you know, a month out or so, what do you think from the Test match? Yeah. Look, I, I think England are a strong squad. Uh, I think the first couple of games will really tell where this series is going to go and Australia need to come out firing. The great thing is that they've had a, you know, a round of WNCL and, and they'll kind of lead in off the back of that with probably more practice matches as, as an Australian squad. Uh, England kind of, kind of coming off a break. That's probably the only thing really in favour. But the confidence that English side has now will be sky high and rightly so. So the Australians have the potential to win, but they're coming up against a very, very strong English team. So what's your prediction? Why do we always have to predict? Why can't we just see? All right, well, I'm going to predict 16 points to nil for the Australians. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Sam, I don't think that's the case. Can you buy me dinner if that uh, doesn't happen? And I'll buy you dinner if it's 16 nil. Lisa, look, I'd love to, but unfortunately I'm not allowed to bet on cricket, so I'm going to have to pass on that one. We're not betting. You're just buying me a nice dinner. Either way, I can't do it. Uh, Coming (laughs) up, Thanks, Lisa. Coming up next, we're going to speak to Sean Flegler. And after that, Alyssa Healy. But uh, Chairman of Selectors, Sean Flegler here. And Flegler, welcome. Uh, mate, a uh, big couple of weeks coming up. It is, thank you. First up, uh, nice to be here. Um, and a, a great time coming up for the girls. Really exciting time. Um, you know, the Ashes are, is a big series for, for everyone. They all want to play in it. Um, and there's 14 and 15 girls who are lucky enough to play this series. How did you go about putting this squad together? Apart from just every name into a hat. Is that <laughs> it? Um, <laughs> Uh, look, there's lots of discussions, especially after the World Cup. You know, there's lots of talk about the balance of the side and did we have it right? Um, you know, so uh, we're, we've watched a lot of cricket, um, not just over the weekend, WNCL weekend, but, you know, we watched a lot of cricket in the pre-season with the state teams. Um, we've had a, a camp uh, with the girls as well. So, um, you know, we, th- we think we've picked the squad that will win us the Ashes. Um, we've got every base covered, I think, so... Now it's up to them to be relaxed and calm and, and play well. What were the biggest learnings out of that World Cup? I mean, you got beaten by fantastic things in the semi, but overall disappointing campaign. What were the biggest learnings? Yeah, uh, look, from a cricket lover, I, I think that innings from from Core was, was outstanding. Yeah. Um, from an Australian point of view, not so good. Um, and even the innings from Adipadu was, was great to watch as well. So, you know, from a pure career point of view, brilliant. And I think that's, that's shown how far, you know, the, the game is, has come along. Um, we certainly learnt that uh, it would be great to have another bowling option there, I think. Um, you know, when things don't go 100% right, I think we're a little bit exposed. Um, so hopefully we can cover that with the selections that we've made this time. Um, you know, I think oh, that's probably about it at this stage. Right. Time, <laughs> time, time will tell. Uh, I'd actually say, yeah, it'd be nice to have, if Meg was 100% fit, you know, she's the best player in the world. Um, she's certainly really impacted um, quite a bit by that. And, you know, she didn't show it a lot. She, she was pretty tough during that, that campaign and... A lot of people didn't realise the pain she was in and we, we tried to, to manage that and shield her from a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, it would have been great if you had the best player in the world fully available. Would that have made a difference in the end to Harman Preet getting 100 offers? Maybe not, yeah. but, um, yeah, 
who's to say? How close was she to playing in the Ashes? Like, was it the shoulder just that bad it had to be operated on, or could you have pushed it at an arm's length, so yeah, to speak, to yeah. play in this series? Yeah, look, we've been managing the shoulder for a while, um, and the initial plan was to try and get her through to the end of the Ashes, um, but it, it just, you know, got to a point where where she was struggling quite a bit, um, and it just wasn't right for her to keep going. So, you know, she got got through to the to the end of the World Cup and. Um, without playing every game, so um, you know at the end, the back end of last season, we were hoping to get it through to the Ashes, but it just hasn't panned out that way. Some exciting names in this squad, Fleegs, uh, including Lauren Cheadle, who's back left mm. armour. What can you tell us about her? Yeah, look, excited to have Lauren back. Um, you know, we think uh, you know having a, a left armour swing the ball back in and um, is is handy for us. Um, we've obviously been keen on Lauren for a couple of years and. Um, yeah, it was good for her to come back and play some cricket. Uh, she's still got a little bit of way to go, but you know we've got um, a little bit of time before that first game, so she gets a chance to bowl in a couple of practice games against Queensland next week as well, and keep building up her confidence. Um, you know, we we rate her highly, and and hopefully she's going to have a, a big impact in the in the series. Another really exciting young player is Ash Gardner. She's made the move to South Australia. Where do you see her fitting in? Is she primarily an off spinner, or is she a batter who bowls? Yeah, look, in, in our team, she's an off-spinner um, and who's a, a dangerous bat. So, um, you know, she's she's a developing player. Really excited about her off-spin. I know she had a fantastic WBBL season last year, and, and that's exciting, and I, she can continue to develop as a hard-hitting bat. Um, but primarily in our team, she's, she's an off-spinner and, and performing that role really well. And you've got a lot of spinners to choose from, Beams yep. and um, Amanda J. Wellington, the leggies. Yep. Can you foresee, depending on the wicket, I suppose, going in with two or three spinners into a one-day or a test match? Well, we've also got Jess Jonathan, who's been our yep. number one ODI bowler for the last few years. So, um, yeah, look, we're going to have to have a look at conditions. Um, and, you know, the wickets, I don't think, are going to spin a great deal. But... Um, you've got to pick your best bowlers. So um, they're all very different. So Ash spins a ball quite hard for an off spinner. Uh, Wellington spins a ball a long way for a leg spinner and, and Beams and Jonathan are, are probably just a bit more accurate. So um, as I said before, I think we've got some bases covered there and how they match up against England as well. Um, there's a lot of right-handers in their team. So that'll have an impact on selection. What do you see the role of Elise Perry looking like? She's the star player, combat top four can open the bowling she's been moving up and, up and down um, the bowling order I guess open the bowling coming second and third change how do you think Rach will ap- approach using Elise yeah I mean she was player of the series in the last Ashes and, and had a great great few weeks in, in England um, we're hoping that she's going to do the same again she's a crucial part to our team as you said she opens the bowling she scored a, an, a mountain of runs over the last couple of years so hopefully she scores you know that hundred soon rather than later and um gets the monkey off her back I guess a little bit uh, but uh, look she just needs to contribute like she does each game we'd, we'd love her to um, have a great game every game but uh, you know if she doesn't then we feel we've still got enough coverage in the bowling or batting department to, to cover her as well Plenty of hundreds on the weekend in the WNCL, Bolton, Fulani Haynes the new skipper all doing well must be encouraging from a selected point of view Yeah it was yeah uh, particularly for Rach you know I think um you know, there's always a bit of pressure coming in as, as captain and to prove herself, possibly. Um, I think just for her own confidence, she didn't have a, a great 
domestic season last year, uh, we still think you know we still thought she was a, a very good player. Otherwise, we wouldn't have picked her. So um, I think just personally, it was good for her to get some confidence, and she batted really well. Uh, Bolton and Villani batted uh, really well against um, over in Adelaide against South Australia and, and Tasmania for Bolts again. Uh, who else? Healy scored runs. Mooney scored runs. Um, Alex scored runs as well. So. So some really good performance, and, and Talia McGrath got an 80 as well, which is really good to see. So uh, plenty of runs scored. Uh, bowlers, you know, weren't weren't as good probably. Um, but in saying that, uh, you know, only takes a few balls, and your confidence is back on, and away you go. Multi-format Ashes points in every game. Uh, test match is going to be worth four. Day nighter at North Sydney Oval. Flex, how important is that fixture going to be? Uh, last year or last Ashes. Women, the Australians won the one-day series and then took out the Test match and then had to win one of the three remaining T20s. How important is it to not only start well but to win that Test match? Yeah, it is. It is really important. Uh, you want to start the series well, so the, those first three one-days are, are crucial. Um, England have to have to beat us. They can't draw the series, so you know they're probably going to be. That may help with the series that, and particularly the Test match that they might play a bit more aggressive. I think you've seen that with their style of play over the last 18 months with the new coach coming in. So they'll probably play a, a bit more of an aggressive type of game. The girls haven't played a day-night test match with a pink ball, so everything it's all new. Um, I'm looking forward to the game itself. I think, I think it's going to be really good. Um, North Sydney is a great venue. Uh, hopefully we, we have a good game, but Australia wins. And Belinda Vakawera is in that test squad. What can you tell us about her? She was on the um, World Cup squad, um, but now she might play a prominent part in the Ashes. Yeah, she. I mean, look, she came out of the blue a little bit. Um, you know, there's a, a couple of injuries, and Renee Farrell retired from ODI cricket um, at the end of last season, and and all of a sudden Belinda found herself up at the NCC and uh, trained really well and performed well in our in our intra squad games and was on a plane to England um, and just. You know the growth in her as a cricketer, but as a person as well, has been really, really great to watch. You know, she she's still developing, um, but she could still play a, a big role uh, as well if she gets an opportunity in that Test match. So uh, we've picked 15. We'll drop that back to 13 after our three-day practice game. Um, so we'll we'll see how players perform during that three-day game. You mentioned England uh, going to be aggressive under their new coach. What are you expecting from the English out here in the Ashes? Uh, just hopefully losses for them. <laughs> uh, look, look, they're they're a good side. Obviously, they're confident. They've won a World Cup, um, so they're going to be confident. But they've got to win the the Ashes. They've got to. They can't just play for draws in the Test match, particularly. So, yeah, I, I think these first three games are, are crucial. How it sets up the series. So, um, you know, they've got a captain who it's seems to play. Pretty well. Uh, uh, the fast bowls are impressive, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, their their opening attack is the key for them. I think. Um, you know, they've they've got a, they've picked a young left arm spinner who has had good reports, um, but they've got a spin heavy attack as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll look see how how they play. But I'm expecting them to be, you know, quite aggressive, and it'll be a, a good series. And it's exciting. The first one day up in Brisbane is sold out. They're actually going to add new stands there to try and get more people in. Women's cricket's really on an upswing for yep. the past couple of years now, especially after the professionalism and all that. Uh, it's going to be exciting series, flags. Yeah, yeah, it's great that that first first game being sold out. Great for the girls to play in front of, of um, a sold out crowd. Hopefully, they get right behind the Aussie girls and 
and give the English a little bit. That'd be great to see. You know, certainly the girls have copped a little bit uh, when they played in front of crowds. I remember at Chelmsford in, the, in a T20 game over in the Ashes, they, some of the girls copped a little bit. So, um, but a great atmosphere, and you saw that during the World Cup. There were some really good crowds as well. So this is, you know, it's probably the first chance for the girls to get to play in, in front of, you know, uh, some good crowds for Australia. Um, so a great opportunity for them. They, as I said at the start, they just need to be calm and relaxed and play the best cricket. All flags. Good luck for the Ashes, mate, and thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, mate. Alyssa, Ashes squad <laughs> announcement today. Yes. Uh, big couple of weeks coming up. How do you like the shape of the squad? Huge weeks coming up. Huge couple of weeks coming up. I think um, squad's looking great. Um, not too many surprises, I wouldn't have thought. I think they've they've kept sort of the majority of the squad from the World Cup. Um, albeit a fairly disappointing World Cup. I think we had a really good squad over there. So, um, yeah, no real surprises and I'm um, really looking forward to what the next few weeks will bring. England won the World Cup. They also beat Australia in the pool games. A bit of revenge for you <laughs> in this series? A little bit. I think um, the game that in the in the rounds was uh, an amazing game of cricket. I think um, it sort of really brought the World Cup to life um, coming down to that last ball. So um, I think it's a a good taste of potentially what's going to come this series. But, um, yeah, look, I think the, the Poms are... I think they're over here already, but uh, they got their tails up. They're a bit chirpy, and rightfully so. I think, um, you know, they played some really good cricket in that World Cup and, you know, were deserving winners at the end. So, for us, it's just bouncing back and, um, yeah, giving it our all to hopefully hold on to the Ashes. What do you think you're going to change most, especially in the one-day format when you play England in that first Ashes series, those three one-days? Yeah, I think... Um, I think we talk about being a really attacking and aggressive team and I think at times we sort of let that slip. So I think for us it'll be really important to to get on the front foot early and push them on the back foot. And I think, um, you know, our batting lineup has the, has the ability to do that and our bowling lineup as well. So I think if we just play our, our naturally aggressive and, um, you know, play with that flair that, that everyone does in the WNCL and, and the Big Bash, I think, um, you know, we're going to play some really good cricket and I think, you know, we've got the best squad in the world. So mm. if we can uh, just put it all together, I think we'll, we'll go a long way to winning. Who are you most excited, apart from yourself, who are you most excited <laughs> about seeing perform in Ashes for Australia? Um, good question. I think um, I'm excited by the squad, that's for sure. I think um, selectors are going to have a really tough job picking the 11 each, each day, but um, don't envy them one bit. But I think I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, seeing someone like Elise Villani dominate with the bat. I think... Um, she showed glimpses in the World Cup and um, and sort of didn't go on with it, but she played some really crucial innings for us and I think um, she'll be really um, crucial in the middle order and I think with the ball, um, it's nice to see Lauren Cheadle back in the squad after surgery and a few months off. So um, I've been facing her in the nets and um, she's been bowling quite well and, and with some nice shapes. So I think um, I'm keen to see her get out there and have another crack for Australia. How about your own form? Where do you reckon that's at at the moment? A bit all over the shop. I've had a uh, had a bit of a um, sporadic pre-season in having the flu and um, a couple of injuries here and there. So for me, I, I just really enjoyed being back on the cricket field last weekend um, for the breakers and um, my form's slowly getting there. That, that new ball took a little bit of getting used to, but I really enjoyed being back out there with the group and... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks of training and um, and obviously that first game in Brisbane and, and hopefully I can contribute to an Australian win. So Meg's not here, so you can probably get into Rachel's ear and say, yeah, move me up the order, you know. Is that the plan? <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I was at... I was actually at the captain's announcement and I thought I might sneak in there and announce that it was me. But um, <laughs> no, it's um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure what they're going to do. I think for myself, I'm just happy to contribute if it's down the order, up the order, um, even bowling, who knows. But um, I'm just happy to contribute. And if um, I'm contributing to a win, then it's job done. You guys are the retainers of the Ashes. Uh, there's 16 points up for grabs in the multi-format Ashes series. You only need eight to retain it. Uh, but you want to go there and win it, don't you? 100%, I think. Um, I think there may have been one Ashes series where we, we sort of lost, like it felt like we lost majority of the games and we ended up um, winning the Ashes and it was sort of a it was a weird feeling. So I think for us it's um, we're just going to go out there and, and look to win every game possible and you know if that means coming home with 16 points then so be it. I think we'll be pretty happy with that. But um, yeah, look, at, at the end of the day, the um, you know, you win the majority games, you win the Ashes and, and that's what we're going out to do. What are your memories from that 2015 triumph? Oh, don't know. It's such a. It feels like such a long time ago. But at the same time, um, I definitely remember um, sitting on the balcony in Canterbury after a Test win, um, having a couple of beers with Kristen Beams and and Nicole Bolton, and um, that was something really special for me. I think um, you know, winning a Test match away from home in a, in a such a crucial Ashes series was um, pretty special. So. Um, if we can do that again, obviously at North Sydney Oval, it's pretty much a home game for me, um, living on the north side. So um, to be a part of that, to be a part of a home test, um, well, once in a lifetime opportunity to play a pink ball test is going to be really exciting. So um, that's probably my fondest memory back then. But obviously taking home the trophy at the end of the day was pretty cool. What about that pink ball? Have you done much work with it? Not really, to be honest. We've, we've had a few floating around training for the last few weeks and um, it's been quite interesting. I had Pez bowling at me with it the other day um, at training and um, I think it's just going to be really exciting to see uh, how everyone goes with it. I think there's a lot of talk about it in the men's game, um, you know, what it does, when it does it and, and things like that. But I think it'll be kind of cool for us to go out there and figure it out for ourselves and, and sort of um, obviously take the lessons from the boys but at the same time just work out how it works for us and I think that's really exciting and obviously we're continually looking to take the game forward and um, this is another step in that direction. Without giving out too much information, has Mitch given you any advice about how to use the pink ball? <laughs> he has. He's um, been filling me in quite regularly but I have a terrible memory and I keep forgetting <laughs> so Moddy keeps asking for, for um, people's feedback on how it's going and I have to get him to write it down so I can take it to camp with me so that I have it there. But, um, yeah, we are fortunate that um, a lot of the boys have played in quite a few pink tests now and pink shield games. So um, we've got a little bit of, I guess, a home ground advantage in that in that sense that um, we've got a few boys that can give us some insights and the Poms haven't really played one yet. So um, it'll be quite interesting. But, yeah, well, like I said, we'll go out there and figure it out for ourselves. Women's team doesn't play a whole lot of test matches. So how exciting is it to, to play a test match? It's really exciting. We've um, had a, a, a bit of media over the last couple of months and a lot of photos in Test Kit and that sort of um, just gets me even more excited. And it's, um, I think I've only played two or three tests now in my career and um, you know that's sort of pretty normal in the women's game. So for us to get one, obviously here at home in Sydney as well, is, um, is really cool. So it's something I definitely want to be a part of and um, hopefully I'm playing well enough to, to get the nod in that 11. England going to be very tough they're the world champions uh who are the biggest threats for them yeah obviously they've got it they've brought over a really strong squad and um, a lot of players that, are, that played really well in that world cup um i think for me um nat Silver with the bat was um sort of a standout for them she sort of came out of nowhere and and you know knocked a couple of really strong hundreds against some good opposition so i think she'll be definitely one of the keys with the bat and obviously their new ball pairing um is are obviously really damaging and have been so good for them for such a long time. So for us, it's probably key to, to blunting that, that new ball attack and um, you know getting through to those middle overs and ca- cashing in on um, you know some of their part-time bowlers. So 
I think those three are pretty crucial for them and hopefully we can uh, limit their um, damage. And Ashes contests always bring out the aggression of both sides and you know the women's team are such nice people. But on the field, are you guys going to lift that game up a little bit, sort of mirror what the men do? And I'm not going to suggest you tell anybody to get ready for a broken arm or something <laughs> like that, but uh, you guys going to maybe liven up the chat a little bit more? Oh, I think so. I think um, that's definitely one area that... Um, personally I've sort of looked back on the last few years and I think we've let slip I think um, you know playing all these domestic competitions around the world has sort of made everyone too nice and everyone plays with one another <laughs> and is too worried about what everyone thinks but um, I think this Ashes series might might see a little bit um, might see a little bit of a different side of the Australian team which I think is really cool and um, I know personally I've, I've vowed to bring the bitch back and and hopefully um, you know, return to my chirpy self behind the stumps and hopefully um, be a bit of a pest for the opposition. So we'll have to see how we go, obviously, but um, it's definitely an area that, that we've looked at and, um, yeah, don't be prepared for a nice Aussie team, that's for sure. Well, you're a gloveman. You've got to be aggressive <laughs> and chirpy behind the stumps. Alyssa, thanks so much for coming on and good luck. Thank you very much. That's it for today's episode. Remember, you can watch all the women's ashes on cricket.com.au and the JLT One Day Cup. Entry is free, so get down there. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and rate the Unplayable Podcast, and you can listen to it on Spotify. Catch you again next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.